Welcome to the Right Fight Podcast. I'm your host, Kenny. I'm here with Tammy, my wife. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and as always, we're talking about how to live a loving life because you only have two choices. You're going to live a loving life or you're going to live a fear-led life. And, and we believe that every decision you ever make is rooted in love or it's rooted in fear. And then we, you know, we, we started this off working our way through the book, The Right Fight, How to Live a Loving Life. And, and then now we're trying to talk about real life examples. And we're pulling these from Instagram content, from thousands of videos, trying to pick the ones where you had questions that we thought were great questions and sometimes very difficult to answer and questions we've had that specifically me, you know, that just, just stumped me forever because until, you know, I, when I have hard questions, um, many times, you know, my only choice is to just live by faith and to go to God's word and see what it says and then choose to trust God's word. And that's difficult for me personally. It's hard to do whenever everything I understand tells me something completely different. So, so just as an example, you know, I read something in God's Word or I face something difficult, and I, I see what God's Word says about it, and I'm going, okay, I trust you, God. But it's so hard because it doesn't make sense to me. I can't make sense of that. And what makes it so much easier for me is if I can find the truth in what he's saying. If I can identify the truth in what he's saying, then it's 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 not a blind faith anymore. And I don't I don't think we're supposed to have a blind faith. Sometimes we have to blindly follow Christ, follow God, follow his word because we just don't have anything else to depend on, you know? I mean, I'm I promise you this. Blindly following his word that we believe is truth is far better than blindly following your fear. And, and you're going to do one or the other. But it sets me so free. It makes it so much easier. It, it, it just helps me so much to identify the truth in His Word in a way that I now understand. And I've never seen this not work or not happen. I've never seen it where, where I saw God's Word said this, but everything I knew, understood, felt, everything the world screamed at me, all said something completely different. And now I have to make a choice, and we all have to do this. It's not like you say, it's not like you don't get faced with this too. I mean, you you you're you're going to do one, or you're going to do the other, and you want to do the right thing. And so, how do you know how to do the right thing? Well, we just the world tells us to just do what we feel, and so we just follow our feelings, not realizing we're doing the wrong thing. But whenever we can find the truth of God's word, read it, and at first may, we may even think it's foolishness. Like some of the things in God's word, before I, because I was the fool, I was foolish. Truth seemed like foolishness to me. But as I, as I became more, as I drew closer to Christ, I understood his word more and found more wisdom, then what I found was that so many things that I thought was truth was actually foolishness. So, listen, I guess I'm trying to say this. You're going to have things that you just don't understand, and you don't have the whole truth on yet. I mean, we all do. Trust His Word. Like, trust His Word. It, it, if you're going to blindly follow something, blindly follow the truth 
of his word. And the beautiful thing is that as you, as you follow his word, the blinders are slowly removed. And then you start seeing the truth. And then, then your faith begins to see clearly. And then it becomes so much easier to have faith in his word and to trust it whenever everything you ever felt, everything you ever saw, all those other things you always trusted, all the fear you ever followed and trusted that always blew up in your face. Now you're following a truth that in the end leads to an open door, that leads to light, and that leads to life and a loving life and fullness and joy and peace and all of the things that come with it. So we're trying to... All that to say, we're trying to we're trying to pick topics, hard questions that we faced. In some cases, we blindly followed God's word, and and but then we became we came to realize it. So we want we want to try to peel the onion back or, or crack the window, something, and say, hey guys, I know this may not make sense at first, but if we talk about it a little bit, maybe we can help you turn some lights on so you see the truth of God's word. What he's you know what he's really telling us here, right? Does that make sense? So that's our goal. This week, what we're what we're tying into was, you know, why when this is a tough one, this is one of the hardest ones for me for a long time. Like I I I didn't understand it. I just I just I just thought, you know, Jesus is right. You know, God's word's true. It's been true so many times at this point. I trust it's kind of like my dad and his compass. You know, it's like I, I I'm in a fog and I know that's north over there, but my compass is saying this is north. Well, Dad knew his compass so well that that even though he was sure North was this way, he didn't trust himself. He trusted his compass, and his compass led him home. You know, over and over and over again. So, so I just trusted. It's like Lord, I don't understand some of these things, but this is what it was. This is one what we posed this an Instagram question. We got some comments, and and we want to talk about it a little bit. But but Jesus, this is what he said. You know, he talks about. Um, Many will come to me, and, and they'll do all these things in my name, and then I'll say, depart from me, I never knew you. Well, what the heck does that mean, right? I mean, so how, how can I do things in your name, and not just anything, you know, I don't. You'll read here in just a second. You know the things he did. You, they did. They cast out devils. They had faith to move mountains. These different things. Have have the faith to do these things in your name, and not know you. But let, let's start by reading the scripture, and then let's dive into this a little bit and, and see if we can sort it out. Because I think the, the maybe, maybe we can help. It's Matthew seven twenty one to twenty three. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, in your name drive out demons, and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. And I think Jesus knows the intent of their hearts. I think that he sees our hearts, and like you always say, it's not what we do, but why we do it. I think, and also in Isaiah twenty nine thirteen, it says, These people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Yeah. So 
one of the things you in the first part of that, and um, and I'm, I'm gonna bring up a part of it. And I want you to reread that real quick. But it says um, something. I'm not remembering exactly, but he said something about those who do the will of my father. Or what was right before that? What's he saying? This is how you almost like he's saying this is how you know if you know me. It says not everyone who says to me Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven. Okay. That was a stumbling block for me for a while because when I thought only the one who does the will of my Father will enter the kingdom of heaven, and I'm thinking I don't do the will of the Father, right? So Because I sin. And so, but I'm thinking, when I, here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking um, I'm carnal. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I, I know... I know the the temptations that I face. I know the the the, the times that I fell. I'm thinking that I, I need to be holy. Um, I'm thinking you know that's the will of the Father is that we're holy, right? So I'm thinking that um, that I need to keep all the commandments perfectly. Um, you know that you know and, the, and then God's word tells us anything shy of faith um, is absent of. Understanding and knowing God is a sin. You know, if you don't know what's a sin, anything shy of faith is a sin. Well, I'm shy of faith all the time. So I'm going, I don't know him. And I can't, like, maybe I can't know him. Or how can I know him? Do I, do, how, can I, how can I draw so, draw so close to him that, that I actually live a perfect life, that I'm perfectly holy, doing the will of the Father so that I can know him? I don't think that's what that means. Um, I mean, he wants, he desires all those things. But if we could do that in and of ourselves, we, we would have self-righteousness. When we wouldn't need his righteousness, right? And, and, we need, and we wouldn't need Jesus. I mean, and we desperately need him. And I don't think his word is contradicting itself. So what is the will of the Father? And this is what I believe, and we'll talk about, we're going to go a little further, a little deeper in some more scriptures here. But I think the will of the Father is the greatest commandment. There's one commandment that fulfills them all, it tells us. The one that fulfills all the other commandments, all the other laws, all the other prophets is this one, that we love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, and soul, and that we love our neighbor as ourself. So I think the greatest commandment, I think that, that the will of the Father is that we love. And so you may say, well, how, how do you prophesy in his name? How do you have faith to move mountains in his name? How do you heal the sick in his name? How, how do you do these things in his name and not know him? Well, I think it's why you're doing them. Why are you doing it? Right, so I and you go. Okay, what do you mean by that? Thanks for asking. <laughs> but what I mean by that is, if I think healing the sick in His name is going to make me closer to Him, I'm not. If, if if I'm healing the sick so that I can be holy, if I if I'm have faith to move mountains so that I can be holy above other people, closer to Him. If I'm working, this is I guess you could sum it up like this: If I'm working so that God will love me. I'm loving me. I'm not loving God. And I don't know him. So if I do all of these things 
for the wrong reason, like you said, the why. Why am I doing it? Then I don't know him. Well, how do I do him in a way that I do know him? Well, I would say that first you must know him. And how do we know him? We die to ourselves and we and we surrender our life for him. And this may, I don't know, you may have to think about this a little bit. And it's taken me a, lot, a while to, uh, to consider this and swallow it. But I think if I love God... If I would, if I, if my argument is that I love God so that I can be saved and I can go to heaven, I may not love Him. I th- I think that I have I think that if I really love God, I don't I love Him heaven or hell. Now I know He promises us heaven. Okay, I'm I'm perfectly clear on that. I totally get that, and I'm so grateful for that. Right, that's like incredible, but. I hope that I hope that the reason I love him is because he first loved me, because he went to the cross on my behalf, because he laid down his life for me. And and I hope that, you know, and I know that that's my promise for loving him, but I don't love him for the promise. I love him because he loved me and because he is love. And and so I think what Jesus is saying, and he's talking about religious people here, but I think what he's saying is y- y'all are doing all of these things and you've forgotten the point and the purpose of it all. You've strayed away from, from, from who I am, which is love. Does that make sense? So let's let's grab another uh, another scripture. Another, I think I think the parable of um, the tax collector and the Pharisee. Yeah. All right. Let's look at this one real quick. This see if it clears it up a little bit. Luke eighteen nine to fourteen. To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like the other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Yeah. It's a great parable. Like, is that the greatest ever or what? I mean, if you want some hope in your life, there it is. You know, when, when I read that, I, because as I read that, I remember first time reading that, as I read that, I'm thinking... I'm that, <laughs> I'm that scoundrel, <laughs> yeah. and I don't want to know what Jesus is about to say. You know, I'm, I'm thinking I don't do like, especially when you hear the Pharisee, right? It's like he does all these things. All I'm thinking is, oops, oops. You know, I don't do that. I don't do that. I don't do that. I don't, I, I don't do that. And then here I am standing at a distance, and 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 these are the miserable things I've done. And so when you read that story, you're like, okay, here it comes. And I think this is why people hide from the gospel. I, th- I think it's, I think it's. This is the kind of shame that keeps us away from Jesus, whenever and keeps us from knowing who He really is because we're so afraid that He's going to say what I thought He was going to say. Because I thought He was going to say, <laughs> "You don't. You did you hear all the good stuff this guy does? His prayers are answered, and you don't do anything. Why are you even here?" 
But that's not what he said. Why? Because God sees us inside out. Like we see each other outside in. And if we're fear led, we see ourselves outside in. So we do all of these things really for ourselves. We say we do them for others, but we're doing them for others for what we can get or gain for ourselves. And we end up like this Pharisee who, who, who has no humility, but that is filled with pride and is blinded. So instead of, instead of the truth slowly coming to him and the blinders coming off, he's filled with lies that put the blinders on him. And here's this guy who's, who's come with a pure heart. And, you know, he hadn't got anything right, but he's sincerely seeking God and what and Jesus blows my socks off. You know what I mean? And that's and, and this makes you want to fall in love with him, you know? I mean, it, may, it makes you realize because you realize he loves you. And says, Hey, I'm sorry, but this guy is, is wasting his breath. And this guy, uh, his prayers are all not will be, are already answered. And he went home justified yeah. before God. Wow. <laughs> right. So he knew God, and the and the other one, I would say maybe, didn't know God, but he would have argued that he knew him, really well. Mm-hmm. So 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 it's it's why we're gonna we're gonna do one more scripture, but before we do that one, I would say it's 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 why we're doing what we're doing, y'all. I mean we gotta we just need to get our hearts right. That's that's what matters the most, and and it and it works with people too. I was thinking about this before this podcast today. And we can all attest to this. You know, who hasn't known someone who came and did everything they were supposed to do? You know what I mean? Everything to be your friend, everything to uh, win favor, everything to draw close to you. But but there is a knowing that um, there that it's not for the right reason. You know, it's like you just you just know it. it and, and what do you want to say? You're like, man, this is a really nice person. They're doing all these really nice things. But man, I don't know. I don't know who they are. I don't know them. Like there's more. I don't I'm not sure what it is, but I don't think I know them. I think there's up to something else, you know, compared to then we have other people in our lives that just do the opposite. You know, it's like they butcher everything. Every time they come around, they're tearing stuff up. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like, man, stop coming around so much. But you see the pureness of their hearts. And when they and, and when they butcher things, you know, they come back crying. And they're like, man, I'm sorry. I didn't want to do that. You know, what's wrong with me? Why do I keep doing it? But you but you know that you know them. You know, and, and we're created in his image. So if you want to know you know God. You need to know his word, okay? Let's not make sure I don't, I don't uh, confuse anyone here. We need to know his word. We need to do his will, which is to love. But if we really love, nothing, there's nothing we desire more than to fulfill his desires and, and, and to be holy. Like there's nothing I would desire more than to be holy. And so, so, we, so we, we, we do keep the commands. We do keep these things because not so he will love us because he loves us and because we love him. We work. It's not that we don't work. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Don't think that, hey, you know what? I love Jesus, so I'm good and I don't need to work. Well, I don't think you love him then, <laughs> you know? So you need to you need to love him. And if you love him and you work because you love him and you work for people and, and your your why is right, you have the right motive, I don't think you have to worry about 
Jesus saying he didn't know you. You know, he says, God's Word said this. This is one of the scriptures that started revealing this to me because I was stumped on that scripture forever until I stumbled across this one, which said, if you know love. Do you have that one there? Read, let's read that real quick. 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 3. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I'm nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship, that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Yeah. I mean, so read the last, like, because when I read this, this this was another curveball for me, okay? And I'm, I'm going to try to unfold this one too. But read the, the, the last part where he says, if I give my body... If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Yeah, and another version says, if I, if I, if I give up my body to be burned at the stake, but have not love, I gain nothing. And, and, and I think I've mentioned this before when we were going through the book, The Right Fight, in one of the chapters, but it's worth saying again, you know, I... Uh, okay, Lord, how do I give up my body to be burned at the stake and have not love? I mean, isn't love sacrifice? Is it like I don't get it anymore? I thought I got it, but now I don't get it anymore because I have no idea how I can give up my body to burn. But it, but then in this ver- in this version you're speaking here, it says it, and some of these versions say this: if I give up my body to be burned at the stake, that I may boast. So it's why he gave up. It's not. It's not that. That I mean, sometimes, sometimes Jesus was an example. Sometimes love actually demands us laying our life down, not just setting our life aside or doing what's best for others without regard for ourselves. You know, but but sometimes it means risking our lives for someone else. I mean, sometimes it's a situation where it's like, you know what? I don't know if I'm going to get out of this alive or not. But you know, I mean, the house is burning down. But if my children are in there. I love, I'm going. Right. I'm, I don't know if I'm coming out alive or not. I don't know if any of us are coming out alive, but I'm, go, I'm going, right? So sometimes, sometimes love really does mean laying our life down. So if I'm making this kind of sacrifice to give up my body, to be burned at the stake, how can it not be love? Well, well why are you going? Why? Again, I think it's why. I believe, and if anybody thinks I'm wrong about this, you, you think this, you know, I'm missing something, email us, you know, tell, tell me what you're thinking, but I don't think so. I, th- I think it's the why. You know, if you give up your body to be burned at the stake that you may boast. Well, how do you boast of that? I mean, it's just like the Pharisee boasted of his own righteousness. You know, look at me to be a hero. And so, but if you give up your body to burn at the stake because you love someone, you don't want to do it like the last thing you want to do. But, but, but sacrifice for the right reason without regard for yourself, I think that's love. I don't think God will ever, I don't think you ever have to worry about him saying he didn't know you when you get that why right, you know, and he's got to be our why. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, I hope that makes sense to y'all. Thanks again for uh, continuing to join us on the podcast. We love your feedback, and, uh, and let us know how Tammy and I are doing as we're charging forward. 
um, after exiting the book and seeing if we can keep this thing alive and and interesting and helpful. I mean, that's the bottom line. You know, if you're going to give us 20 minutes of your time, we're hoping we can give you some truth that radically changed our own lives in a way that you can understand them. And then ultimately the goal is that um, helps you draw closer to and connects you to Christ. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, the more I go, the longer I live, I mean, uh, the more bold I get. <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, he's your only shot, man. Mm-hmm. There's just, I mean, he's our only hope. Yeah. And everything else is just garbage. You know what I mean? It really is. So thank you, Jesus, for loving us. Until next time, trust God's word no matter what. And keep your eyes on the horizon. Thanks for listening to The Right Fight Podcast. Make sure to check out Kenny's book, The Right Fight, for more on how to live a loving life. It's available on their website, shieldsofstrength.com, Audible, and all digital platforms. If you have any questions for the podcast, you can email support at shieldsofstrength.com and put podcast as the subject. And make sure to follow Kenny on Instagram and TikTok at John Kennedy Vaughn. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.